All right, guys. I can tell Ron Bradley's on because I can hear his his uh his buzzing on his phone. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, um, it is 9:30, guys. Welcome Thursday. The what is it? 16th, 15th. 15th. 15th of March already. What have you guys done this year? You guys have done a lot. We're going to um, do the recognition, but we're going to save it, guys, for a little bit down the road. So some new diamonds, some new rubies, some new emeralds. we got a lot of uh, advancements this week, but you guys are going to have to wait just a little bit because we want to get our first speaker going right okay. away. Um, I got to really hang out with her, get to know her and her husband and her family um, a lot better. She's already a great friend before, but she's a better one now. When we were at Disney, um, golly, it's like now, it's crazy, um, two weeks ago, and she really opened my eyes to something that I kind of been ignoring. I had been ignoring for the longest time, and it wasn't because it was intentional. It was because I was scared of it. And we talked a little bit about it last week, which was Twitter. And I've been using it pretty regularly now. Um, I'm still, you know, I still got the training wheels on, but I'm really planning to make this a full part of my business in addition to Facebook, and that's Twitter. Kind of gave some basics last week, and what I really want to do is introduce Mindy Wender. She's a 10-star diamond in her first center and just went two-star today in her second. So congratulations again, Mindy. Thank you. And she's going to kind of maybe take us a little bit further, um, some tips, tricks of the trade in using Twitter. So, Mindy, I'm going to turn it over to you. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me on the call tonight. I'm really excited. Um, First of all, if you guys want to, if you have any questions or if I'm going to show you anything, I will have you follow me at at Mindy Wender. So if you guys want to do that as I go through some stuff here. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is Twitter is awesome, and I'm sure you guys are all using Twitter.com, which is super cool. Go ahead and do that. Um, But I suggest you download TweetDeck. So you just go to TweetDeck.com. You have to write that down. Um, Go to TweetDeck.com, and you're going to want to download that application. So you're probably wondering, okay, what the heck is the difference? So Twitter is, like, so ADD that it's going to be very hard for you to even, like, have fun on Twitter. Like, you know, Facebook's kind of organized. I like it. It's like you got your profile, you got the group, you got all that other stuff going on, and that's organized. It's really cool. But when you go on Twitter, it's just like, okay, who, I'm not, there's nothing happening here. I'm not following anybody, so there's nothing in my columns, and, I, I mean, I don't get it. So when you have TweetDeck, it, it makes it more, more organized like Facebook is. Okay, so I want you guys to all download TweetDeck tonight and start playing with that. And I'll tell you more tips on how to use TweetDeck as we go through these these tips. So to kind of, I'm going to kind of tell you all about how Twitter can relate to Facebook tonight. Just because we, I know everyone on this call is using Facebook, we all get it. It's very simple to get. So once um, I actually heard Blaine Johnson speak on this, and she related it to um, to, to, to Facebook. And I know that made sense to me. And I know when, you know, Jeff, Jeff, when we were talking at Disney, I did that for you. And you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So um, I just think it's the best way to explain it. So basically what Twitter, what I view Twitter as is kind of like, um, like a party to meet people or a place that you're going to meet new people, okay? And then Facebook is like more personal. And that's when you're, once you get to know somebody on Twitter at the party, you're going to invite them over to your Facebook once you get to know them, because, again, that's more personal. So you have to view Twitter as, like, this is where I'm going to meet a lot of people, 
It's not as um, it's not as uptight as maybe as maybe Facebook can be, or um, you know, it's just open. You can follow whoever you want. Anyone can follow you, and it's just like in and out of there, quick sentences. You know, it's not so in depth like Facebook. Um, so let me quickly. I think that Jeff explained this to you guys last week, but I'll explain the at sign, the hashtag, and what DM means. Okay, I'm just going to kind of go through that quickly. So, um, and, and what RT means, that means retweet. So RT, that will mean, again, retweet. And so that's comparable to sharing on Facebook. So you know when you're looking at somebody's status and you want to share it, that's what retweet means. So that's what RT means. So when you want to do that on TweetDeck, what you'll do is um, you'll put your cursor over the profile picture of the person, and then you're going to push the arrow that is like an arrow that's pointing for the right, and that is retweet. Then that'll go up into your status box, and you just click retweet. Okay? So again, that that's going to be the arrow that's moving to the right on TweetDeck. Um, so then there's the hashtag. This you don't have to really get into much right now as a new person to Twitter, but I'd like to kind of go over it so you know what it means. It means trendy topics. So um, nothing really has, there's nothing comparable to this on Facebook, but it's just hashtag. You Like on Instagram or Twitter, you just put a hashtag or a number or something in front of something you're talking about. Like um, Jeff and I were doing, we are at Walt Disney World, so we would hashtag Walt Disney World. Okay, because that's where we were. So now if you click that, um, that hashtag Disney World, I'm going to get all the other people who hashtag Walt Disney World. So I can look at all the other people tweeting about Walt Disney World at that time. It's cool. You, it makes it like a hyperlink that you can click. Okay. The next thing is the at sign. This is how you are going to write to somebody. Okay, so you me it's called you mention on Twitter. The at sign is called a mention. And you mention them on Twitter. You at somebody on Twitter. Comparable to you posting to somebody's Facebook wall. So when you want to go talk to Jess, hey, you're going to go down. Yeah? Hold, on, hold on one second. Guys, can you all please hit mute? We're getting some really nasty feedback. You guys all please hit mute. You can unmute yourself. I, I'm trying to keep the lines open, but hit mute. Otherwise, I'm going to have to mute everybody. Thanks, Mindy. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, so um, when you want to go write on somebody's Facebook wall, you're going to go to that Facebook profile, and you're going to write on his wall. Twitter, what makes a difference, you don't have to go mess around and click on that person's picture and head over to their Twitter page. You're just going to put the at sign in your status box. You're going to put the at sign and then write their screen name. Okay? So like at Mindy Wender, and then you can ask me a question or tell me whatever you want to tell me. So I know a lot of you have been doing that already today saying you're excited for the call. So that, um, let's see here. And then that person's going to get a notification saying that you mentioned them, so they will see it. So you don't have to, like I said, go to their Twitter page to do that. They're going to get a notification of that. Actually, you just probably heard one of my tweets on my tweet deck. Um, you probably hear a lot of those. Anyway, so then there's the D. That means direct message or DM. So when you put a D in front of one of your tweets, you're going to be sending a direct message that's private. Only that person can see it to them privately. So that's like a private message, right? On Facebook. Very simple to understand. 
So just write D space Mindy Wender. You don't have to put the at sign or anything. You just put D space Mindy Wender, and then that will go to my private inbox where I can direct message you back and we can have a private conversation. Okay? So um, those are just kind of the basics of it. So now when do you want to use the at? You're going to want to use the at to get to know somebody, to ask them questions, to say something funny, all that stuff. But when you want to private message somebody, that's when you're going to want to be talking about, say, the business or the product. They said, you know, I'm really thinking about getting a new workout program. I just can't decide which one it is. You're going to want to not talk about that so everyone can see it on Twitter. You want to private message them and say, hey, you know what, I think I could help you. And you only get 140 characters on Twitter, as you guys probably know. So Twitter is where you're going to meet these people, get the conversation going, and then you can direct message them say, hey, you know what, I know what workout program that could work for you. What's your email address for what I do personally? I say, can, do you have Facebook? I guarantee the answer is going to be yes. 98% of the time. If somebody's using Twitter, they have Facebook, right? I mean, no brainer there. So I always say, hey, let me add you on Facebook, We can, and then I can message you there so it's not 140 characters long, you know, so I can go into a little more detail. Then you got them in your Facebook, so now they're going to get to know you a little bit even more because they're going to see your family photos. They're going to see if you're single or if you're um, in a relationship that's complicated or whatever it is. They're going to see it all on Facebook get to know you better, and then they'll build that trust with you, okay? So that's when you want to meet. This is a place to meet people, and then you're going to bring them back to Facebook or get their email address, okay? Um, so adding search columns. This is really, really, really cool, guys. So pay attention to this part. On TweetDeck, so this is another reason that you absolutely have to have TweetDeck or a third-party application. You just can't use Twitter.com. You need to have like TweetDeck. So what you're going to do is once you download TweetDeck, there is a little plus sign at the top of your TweetDeck application, and you're going to hit the plus sign, and um, this will be very easy when you get to it. You're going to say, oh, there's what she's talking about, the plus sign. Um, and then there's going to be a box where you can type something in. So you're going to want to search something. So like on Facebook, you would search, and I'm just going to use the obvious. I know this is what we all do, but say you want to meet new people, you would search something that something that you're interested in. So P90X, right? Let's just say that. Or if you're interested in Hello Disney World, right? I'm sure that Jeff ha is already a fan of their um, page on Facebook, right? Or likes their page on Facebook. Oh, yeah. So if you want to search, yeah, exactly. So like I definitely have a Twitter column just for Walt Disney World. So you could search for that. Or say you like gardening. Or say it could even be a phrase. It doesn't have to be just one word. So you type this in the box, though. So you type some sort of search phrase or word. And what happens is, and then you click search, and it creates an entire column dedicated to what you search for. And you can keep that column as a constant. For example, I was potty training my son Lane um, this summer, and I added a search column, potty training. So I was connecting with other moms on there that were also ready to kill themselves or pull out their hair that were potty training their sons or their daughters. No, but for real, I, I actually love that because I've met so many other people, new moms, you know, not new, new moms, but, you know, mothers out there that may need fitness. I mean, everyone needs fitness and health, right? But also I learned tips just on, on potty training. I, me and this girl still talk, you know, we're still talking on Facebook about um, other things about our son because obviously they're around the same age. So just 
be creative with it. Don't just search for things like Shakeology, P90X, Turbo Fire, because all coaches in this network are probably doing the same thing, just like on Facebook, right? So you're going to want to make a list. That's what I tell my coaches. Make a list, number it 1 to 10, and think of 10 things that are about you or that you're interested in and try to leave out anything related to Beachbody as in programs. You can say like health and fitness, of course. But like think of other things about you. It's not just about P90, right? So think of those other things listed to 10 and think of creative ways or phrases that you can search for in these in these columns. And you can have as many columns as you want. I can't even count right now. If you guys can see my screen, I can't even count. It's definitely more than 20 columns. I don't even know. I've never counted. Um, you can count, or so you can create those. Also, you can search for hashtag whatever. You know, like we were talking about the trendy topics. So whatever it is, like hashtag, um, I'm trying to think of a good one right now. Like maybe there was like MSU versus whatever game. I don't know because I just know that you're into that, Jeff, so I said that. But like something like that, Michigan State, something, hashtag that, and you can create an entire search column for that. Um, so somebody is already tweeting me on here like this. How did you get so many followers? Um, so this is, I'm going to get into that, how you get more more followers. It's just like on Facebook. You find people, you meet them, get to know them, friend them, all that stuff. It's just I've been doing it for two years, so that's why it seems like a lot. So um, search columns are definitely going to be your best friend, so make sure you do that. The next thing is follow, follow, follow. So this answers your question about, um, about how I got so many followers. So every single day I would follow, and I'm not kidding you, at least like 30 to 40, sometimes even 50 people. Now, I'm not, don't get scared because you don't have to do that. I was just like obsessed with Twitter when I first found out about it. So I went like mad crazy and started following all these people because it takes like a millisecond to find somebody and, and follow them. It really, it really took me less than 10 minutes to follow 50 people. So, I mean, that's another great thing about Twitter. But what I found out is that quality is more important than quantity, okay? So I want you guys to follow 10 per day. Start looking for 10 people and don't just follow anyone. Read their tweets, see what they're all about, and then and then you're going to want to reply to them and how you're going to do that. So say you see a tweet in a column and you're going to want to reply to that person so you can follow them and you can um, start this conversation up. Well, there's like a little arrow that's curved and it's pointing to the left on TweetDeck. When you click that, that means reply to Ron Bradley. So I'm going to reply listening. He's listening in. Um, yeah, I heard you. So I just tweeted him. But I just had to click that little arrow that was pointing to the left, and then I reply to them. Now, when you want to follow the, somebody, there's a little box in the bottom right-hand corner, and it says tweet. So you can reply all, add to favorites, all this stuff. But then there's one that says user, and then follow is right there. So when you guys go there, the bottom right-hand corner, you're going to see something, and it, then you just go to user and click follow. So seriously, it takes one millisecond to do that. So just what's going to take you the most time is thinking of a, a search phrase, adding that search column, and looking for the people that you want to follow and connect with, and then replying to them, and then following. So find a person, reply to them to get the conversation going, and then follow them. 
and do about 10 follows per day would be my goal for you if you really want to start using Twitter and build up your following. Um, because to be honest, 80% of people on Twitter will follow you back. They get a notification in their email that says, um, Mindy Wender uh, followed you today, and then they'll go, oh, okay, who's that? Because you know, they don't have a lot of followers. Maybe they have 20. Maybe they have 100. Who knows? And they're going to say, oh, cool, who's that? Oh, this girl's into fitness, or this girl um, you know, it has a toddler that's three. I'm going to follow her. Or she, oh, here, she mentioned me. Here's why she's talking to me. Here's why she followed me. So that's why I always suggest to reply to them and then follow because they're going to get that mention and see, okay, this is why that person's following me. Okay, I hope that makes sense. So follow, follow, follow at least 10 people a day because 80 people, 80% 80 of people will follow you back. And with time, that is going to really build up. So just to finish this up here, um, and this goes actually for all social media places. I don't care if you're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. This is my rule that I teach my coaches that I apply that, that really has worked well with me or for me in my business. So you really want to start up these conversations and build relationships. It just kills me when I see people on Twitter that are coaches and they reply to somebody that posted about P90X and said, hey, if you're looking for P90X, here's my link. Same thing on Facebook. You don't want to do that, anything. People do not want to be sold. They want to, like, know that you actually care about them and want to help. And I know everyone does. I know every coach that signed up, signed up because they want to help people. I mean, we all know that. But we get excited and our intentions are good, but they just don't come off as good to somebody who doesn't know us, you know, who's just meeting us, not face-to-face, -face, just through social media. So you really have to take it slow and build that relationship, okay? So you really want to start up conversations to build relationships. And here's how I do it, and you guys can do it however you want or tweak it or whatever, but here's step number one. I ask them questions. So first I found the person and followed them and replied to them. Now here comes um, building relationship part. So I ask them questions and I listen. So ask questions. Everyone's like, yeah, I ask questions. And I'm, okay, what did they say? No, what did they say? Like you really have to pay attention to what they say because they could say, you know, you can interpret it any way. They could say, well, you know, I do this. I really don't like my job because it keeps me really busy, so I don't have time to do this and blah, blah, blah. So to me, that sounds like you don't like your job. I got something that might benefit you. You know, you have to ask questions and listen and ask those questions that really help you get to know that person's needs and wants. So number one, again, ask questions and listen. Number two, find out their needs and wants. So you're going to be asking these questions and listening, and you have to pay attention, maybe even take note to their needs and wants. Because it's impossible for any coach in this, in this network to tell somebody what they need and want without knowing their needs and wants, right? So you really have to pay attention to those people's needs and wants so you know if you have everything, anything in your little toolbox, whether it be Beachbody or not, maybe they need a Walt Disney tip, whatever it could be, you know, do I have anything that could help this person where I can just, you know, be, a, you know, help them out any way possible in my toolbox? Do I have anything to help them in my old brain? Do I have anything that I know that could help this person? So you have to find out their needs and wants first, 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 okay? Number three, invite them to your Facebook or ask for their email because you really want to, you can get a conversation and a relationship going on Twitter, but it really, really is set in stone once you invite them over to your Facebook, because then, like I said, they get to know you better and all that stuff. And you can't really present the business in 140 characters. I mean, maybe you could, 
I don't know if you guys master that. Let me know because I want in on the secret. But I take a little bit longer, and it takes me a couple messages back and forth, and it's just so much easier to be on Facebook or an email. And then number four, ask them, just simply ask the question. So you've already built the building the relationship, asking questions and listening, finding out their needs and wants, invited them to Facebook, and now here's the final step, finally. This is something that a lot of my coaches are like, they miss it. Simply ask the question. Simply ask them, have you ever thought about coaching? Have you ever considered Shakeology? Have you ever heard about Beachbody? Have you ever heard of P90X? All these questions, you have to think of those. When you find out their needs and wants and say they hate their job, and they're really looking for a part-time gig, um, hello, you have something in your toolbox. So you're going to say, write them back. Don't say it at first. You're going to write them back to the message above and ask them even more questions. And then right before the message is over, you're going to say, by the way, have you ever considered, a, or have you ever considered becoming a coach yourself? And then you say, the reason I ask is because blank. And that blank is whatever their needs and wants were. So whatever it is you found out about them and learned about them that you thought it would benefit them or you thought they'd be good at it, that's what goes in that blank. And some people aren't going to say yes. I promise you that. Some people aren't. But that's how the ball bounces. You guys know that. So, um, yeah, so that's that's what really works for me and my team. Um, oh, my mom's on the call. She just said great info, Minnow. That's my nickname, by the way. Um, Hi, Miss Winder. There is it. Jeffrey's tweeting me. Who else is this? Um, I don't know. It's, oh, there, here's another tip about Twitter. Um, I suggest using your name. So that's my last tip because I had Minnow because my nickname is Minnow. And I had Minnow21 as my, as my screen name on Twitter. And it took me forever to change it. But I had a hard time having my followers from YouTube, my followers from Facebook, Instagram, wherever. I needed to make it like the same thing on every single social media network. You know what I mean? So if you put at Ron Bradley, I'm going to know who you are. Or at Patty Kinsella is my mom. Or there's Sue is back. She's my diamond coach. She has tweeted me. So I know who you are. That's the biggest thing that I had to overcome. Like, Shaleen's like, you need to change your Twitter name. I'm like, I like Minnow. That's my nickname. That's what everyone calls me. She goes, but that's not your website. That's not what your um, blog is. That's not what your Facebook is. And she was right, so I had to change it. But anyways, you guys, that is my info for tonight. Jeff, did you want me to add anything or do you have any questions? No, that's a perfect, uh, perfect uh, presentation here. I wanted to open it up for five, five to ten minutes here before uh, Jason takes the controls here and open it up for any questions. I know I got quite a few questions from people <clears throat> based on last week's um, Twitter part one, which you just took to the next level. I'm sure there's going to be a few more questions. So, guys, we got about five to seven minutes here. Let's take a few questions. I have a question, Jeff. Yeah, who's this? this Jeff. Hey, go ahead. Oh, you said to make sure you were. You said to make sure to follow quality. So, how age quality on Twitter? Um, Okay, um, so here's my question. Here's my answer. So what I was doing is I wasn't reading the people's tweets. I was just like going down the line, and I would be like, follow, 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 and everybody in a fitness column. Well, of course, people in that column were spam. They were like trying to sell me stuff, and they were spammers. They weren't real like people. They were like Twitter bots. So 
so what happened is I had a lot of people who I didn't even want to follow on my thing, so I had to go through my list and unfollow a lot of people because their tweets that were, like, salesy and they were, like, spamish were clogging up my, my column, my mention column and stuff. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, so that's what I mean by that. So just make sure you're following, like, people. Like, another good column, you guys, is, like, new workout shoes. So don't want to follow somebody who ha- says, I have a new pair of or go to my site because I sell workout shoes or whatever, because that's obviously not a person. You want to follow somebody that says, I'm looking for the right pair of workout shoes for high-intensity interval training. What should I use? Or something like that. Okay. All right, questions. I'm sorry. This is Christy. Christy, you're fading in and out. Okay, I'm sorry. Just a minute. Um, You said that it's important to use your name. Um, My name is Taken. So I just use my name and then my middle initial, which um, I have on Facebook, Christy Carmore. And so on Twitter, I use Christy um, P. Moore, because Christy Moore is taken. Is that a bad idea, or should I? I'm not sure what to do, because Christy Moore is taken. That's a real, I mean, took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I would suggest is using, like, Ron E. Bradley. He has his middle initial. I'm assuming that's his middle initial on here. So you're going to want to do, um, like, a Hillary, a Hillary Kelly. You guys probably know her. I, I'm yeah. Assuming. yeah. Um, it's Hillary L. Kelly because Hillary Kelly was taken, too. So that's perfectly fine. Okay, great. Thank you. Mindy, when you yeah. change your screen name, do all, all your followers lose you, or they just will see that new name come up? See that new name. Good question because I was nervous about that, too. But they just – you get keep all your followers. They just meet you just – they just see you with the new screen name. That's all. Awesome. Okay, guys, we got about three more minutes before we hand over um, the reins. Any more questions for Mindy? Come on, one more, guys. We got three more minutes. Uh, for those of you um, ready for the next part of it, make sure you're logged into the web portion. We're getting that ready. But any more questions for Mindy? Yeah, I have a question. This is Shanna. Um, I was just wondering how often during the day do you actually put up stuff on Twitter? With Twitter, it's different than Facebook. That's a good question, too. With Facebook, I would suggest you don't want to post, like, every hour because that's crazy. But um, on Twitter, you can get away with that because once you tweet, it's, like, gone. You know, it's, like, always moving quick, 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 quick on Twitter. So you can post every hour if you wanted or, like, five times a day, whatever you want. I would do it more than – I would set a goal to tweet more than three times a day at least, though. And, Mindy, can't I – know, I know that some people tweet – every five minutes, you know, which is obviously, um, you know, works for a lot of people. Can't you actually with some of these apps schedule your tweets to go out at certain times so you don't actually have to do them live? Yeah, that's a good question. You can schedule your tweets on TweetDeck. There's like a list. You'll see in your status box, you guys, all the way to the right, you'll see the send button. And right next to the send button, you'll see a time, like a little clock. And you click that and you can schedule when you want your tweet to post. So you basically could sit up at night or in the morning, get everything that you want to say for the day, and then have to worry about it because you know it's going to do it for you. Right. Yep, yep exactly. And that's what a lot of coaches are doing, guys. I, I talked to several others this week, too, and a lot of them, like Mindy, and I'm just start, trying to grasp that, are scheduling their tweets. And you can if you use another third-party application, you guys, I mean, look into it. I know we don't have time to talk about it right now, but Hootsuite, I'm sure you guys heard of that. That's a great one, and you can schedule from you can schedule your tweets, your Facebook message, or your Facebook post, all that, all in one. 
Awesome. And where did you say you find that again, Mindy, where you schedule them? It's Hoot Suite, like an owl hoot. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I have a, I have another question. Do you think, Mindy? Do you think it's a good idea? Like I have mine connected, my Facebook and Twitter connected. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're posting that much, um, you know, um, do you not do you not have Facebook and Twitter connected? So it goes right onto your Facebook when you post to Twitter. Good question. And I do have my Facebook page um, linked to my Twitter, but I don't have Twitter linked to Facebook. So. It's okay to have Facebook posts go to Twitter, but it's not okay to have tweets go to Facebook because you're probably, like you said, doing it too often. It would be too much for Facebook. So I would, especially when somebody sees that little tweet deck icon, they don't pay as much attention to it. it they pay more attention if it's like a uh, rate from Facebook type of thing. So Facebook's okay to go to Twitter. Twitter, not so much okay to go to Facebook. Okay, thank you. Yep, Mindy, you're do you do you watch Twitter all throughout the day? Are there scheduled times that you're actually just trying to catch up on what people are asking? Are you actually just watching it all day, or do you take time during the day to, to look at tweets? I know it's different than Facebook. Yeah, I actually don't do that. I have a scheduled time for my social media, and I, I stay pretty strict to that since I have two kids. But what you can do is if you have a column, say you name a column, um, you can create a column that's just blank that you add people to, kind of like groups on Facebook. So say I added a group for everyone on this call. So I had to physically add you to that group on Facebook. Well, same thing with Twitter. I could make a, a column called prospects or customers or coaches, and then every time I have a new prospect, I just go to that little bot, like I said, in the right-hand corner, when you put your cursor over the profile picture, that corner box there, right bottom right, um, you go to user and you say add. There's right at the top. It says add group slash list. So you click that and you can pick which list you want to put that user in. And so then you can have an alert on that column. So anytime somebody from that column tweets, it has an alert on your computer. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mindy, thank you so much for taking the time to to schedule it. I definitely think that the group would love to have you back to have a little bit deeper discussion. We'll let these guys get the training wheels on and get going on it, and we'll probably bring you back in the very near future if you're cool with that. Yeah, that would be awesome. I love talking about this stuff. So thank you guys for listening and having me on. I appreciate it. And you're more than welcome to stay, Mindy, for the second half. I know a lot of your team's on. Jason's got some good things here if you got the screen sharing going on, and you're more than welcome to hang out. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Awesome. Jason, The uh, I'm passing the baton over to you, buddy. All right, can you hear me okay? can hear you great. Oh, okay, great. So, yeah, um, Jeff kind of portrayed this as a mystery guest speaker, and, you know, that that's not necessarily the case. Uh, it's just I think everybody knows I've been doing a lot of personal development, mostly starting with high seminars and most recently a lot with uh, Tony Robbins. And, you know, from the <clears throat> analogy of uh, the coaching scenario, right, we all get better fitness. When we have a coach to be accountable to and to, um, you know, be responsible for every week, but setting goals for us and, and keeping us in line. And one of the things I've learned is that if it's true for fitness, why isn't it true for our business and, and our personal lives? So um, what I've done is I've committed, you know, to Tony Robbins' group to uh, have a business coach and, you know, set some really uh, challenging goals for the things that I really want out of life and the business, which is mostly to create tools for our team to use. 
So um, it just kind of randomly happened, but I, I've been really fortunate to get this amazing uh, gentleman on my team, you know, to keep me accountable and to be my coach. So, um, you know, he has shared the stage on several occasions with uh, Tony Robbins himself. Um, and, and I'm really thinking about what to try to say about him, but the best is really kind of his, uh, just his bio right off his own website, which is just chrisfeely.com. So you're all welcome to go there and look at that. <clears throat> but uh, top-rated speaker, NCAA national uh, rowing champion, U.S. Marine Corps officer, corporate vice president, business owner, master of business, um, world traveler, inspirational author, renowned global business coach, devoted husband, a vast array of uh, life and leadership experience. And, you know, I, I can go on and on. If you look on his LinkedIn, you know, he's got like 20 different business references on there. Each one has personal references from all the different people he's, he's worked with. But the thing for me uh, that makes the real big difference is, you know, I've met him once here in LA as he's flying through. And I met him once out in uh, Las Vegas when I was out there. So just a real great guy. He's keeping me on my toes and I think taking me to the next level, which hopefully is going to create some great tools for the entire team to use to take us all to the next level. So I'm excited to introduce Chris. I know Chris has got his screen on board there so you can see uh, some of the slides and stuff that he wants to show. So without further ado, Mr. Chris Steely. All right. Thanks, Jason. Can everybody hear me? I hear you good. Sound good, Chris. Awesome. Okay, good. All right. Well done, Jason. Thank you very much for that uh, outstanding introduction. Now, one of the things I love about technology is it's, it's great when it works. So I just want to confirm, is everybody seeing the screen? It's a blue screen. It says Breakthrough Business on it. Is everybody seeing that screen? I'm the presenter and the host. This is Jeff, and I can see it perfectly. Guys, jumping up with a briefcase. Okay, good. Awesome. Good. By the way, this, this, uh, this free conference call stuff is really great, and I like the free screen share as well. So, but, again, um, technology is great when it works, and it's good to have it working. So, all right, guys. By the way, Jason, how much time do we have for this tonight? We've got a, a half an hour scheduled, you know, and if it runs later, that's, that's fine. You know, it's obviously optional for anybody who wants to stay extra. But uh, half an hour scheduled and go as long as you want. Okay. Now, w one of my challenges, everybody, is – as Jason so very well articulated, thanks for that, that wonderful introduction. I'm humbled. Um, is I'm a, I'm a speaker. I, I, I do training. I do stage stuff and everything. And my big challenge with you guys here tonight is to keep it to 30 minutes because I've got so much I want to share. And part of the dynamic is most of my sessions are interactive. So, uh, by the way, is everybody unmuted? I mean, if I were to ask a question, would I be able to get a response, Jeff? Yeah, we have everybody. We ask them to mute, but um, everybody, if he asks you a question and you want to shout out an answer, unmute yourself and go for it. Okay, now I understand because I run these types of meetings all the time, and we, I think we have like, what, 38, 40 people on the call. So I'll probably minimize the muting dynamic because if everybody unmuted, we probably have a lot of crazy noise and chaos. But really what it comes down to, guys, is my challenge to you here tonight over the next 30 minutes, again, my challenge is to, for me is to keep it tight to 30 minutes, is to reflect, Okay. Now, here we are. We're, we're all running businesses. You know, in the screen, it says it all. It's all about breakthrough business. My intention for you all tonight is to give you some perspectives on doing what it takes to be able to break through to that next level of business, which is really what we're all, we're all here to do. That's what I do. I work with Tony Robbins. I work with Chet Holmes. And I've actually got a curriculum prepared for you. Now, the challenge is we keep it to 30 minutes. It's, it's going to be kind of fun here. 
because the key I've got to ask, I've, I've got some ground rules here that I'm going to show you guys in a minute. And the imperative is to, is to follow these rules and make sure you apply them to this discussion, but at the same time to your life in general as well as your business, so you'll get great results. So I want to acknowledge first of all and thank Jason Diebold for having me on this discussion. As Jason said, we've met we've met a couple times. I've actually engaging with him as his business coach. It's a wonderful experience. This guy is living on the edge. I have never met somebody who is as assertive, powerful, confident, and doing everything to achieve his ideals like Jason is. So I really got to acknowledge you, Jason, and I'm here. You know, just because I want to impart some perspectives with everybody on this discussion and ideally have you all engage as best we can. So really what it comes down to is, once again, I honor Jason, but I honor all of you because you are the average of the five people that you spend most of your time with. And the fact that you're on this discussion with so many wonderful, powerful, assertive leaders, as, as, as we say in Business Mastery and with Tony Robbins, you all are gladiators. We're out there fighting the fight in the arena doing what it takes to be able to achieve our, our ideals. And the key is we achieve our ideals by helping our clients fulfill their ideals. So you all, you know, what it, what it, my, my mentor Jim Rohn said it, you're only as good as your support team. So you've got a great support team, guys. You're here on this call. I've got lots of stuff I want to talk about. I acknowledge you for being here. Let's get going. So, again, cross-pollinate. Pick up some on some of the stuff we're going to say today. Real quick, I'm going to just do an introduction of me. Uh, this is just a quick uh, just a couple, of, couple of minutes just to tell you who this crazy guy is that you're talking to. I started my first business when I was 15 years old. I worked at Walt Disney World when I was 15 in Orlando. By the way, there's a lot of noise going on. Am I, am I, am I, am I still with you guys? Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah that's mostly okay. just folks coming and going. So as okay, we good. switch speakers, you're going to see some of that. Okay, I might check in every once in a while just, to, just in case to make sure, I, make sure I'm still talking to a, a group as opposed to talking to myself. So anyway, I worked at Disney World when I was 16 years of, years of age. I went to a military boarding school, the same school that Donald Trump and Robert Kiyosaki went to. Rowing was my sport. I won the National Rowing Championship my senior year at the University of Florida. Uh, joined the Marine Corps as an officer, ran logistics, ran the business of the Marine Corps, earned my MBA, got promoted through the executive ranks of a major industrial software company in Silicon Valley, worked for world-class organizations, coached hundreds of business owners and executives all around the planet, owned several of my own businesses, served uh, in 26 countries, focusing on doing what it takes to help business leaders succeed. But the key is it's all about service. I mean, I made my first million in 2003 by helping others and building businesses and doing what you all are doing and helping businesses succeed. I, I've been told that I'm like a, I'm like a stimulant. I'm, I'm like a strong cup of coffee with a shot of espresso, like a fog lifter or a depth charge. And as you guys can figure out, I leverage metaphor a lot. And that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about is, is how we can metaphorically imagine where we want to be by helping our clients achieve their ideals. I'm a facilitator, a speaker, a trainer, an author, an operator, a developer, a promoter, a connector, and a gladiator, focusing on results. And just like you guys all are, I mean, leverage a lot of the things that I'm saying during this discussion because I want, I want to give you guys some food, some things to consider around the fact that we're all here to help other businesses We're coaches, we're consultants. Actually, what I am, I'm a resultant as a business strategy, focusing on results because that's all that our constituents care about, right? It's about getting results. So it's all about peak performance, doing what, it's ta what it takes. I've advised and, and coached some of the most successful leaders around the planet and the key that I've learned, guys, and I want to impart this onto you, is successful people are the ones who get their minds right. And many of you, I'm sure you've been to Tony Robbins' events. It's all about the triad, right? What is the triad, by the way? 
the heck am I thinking? Triad. Who knows what the triad's all about? Anybody want to chime in? Go ahead, unmute. Give me a quick brief on what is Tony Robbins' triad. I want to hear it. Who's going to chime in? I'm not sure we have a lot of Tony Robbins graduates, actually. So, uh, okay, so can, Jason, uh, I'm sure you know it, right, don't you? Well, why don't you put it in your own words? Okay, well, it's really, it's a three things, guys, that I want you to focus on. It's, it's about state. What state are you in? Change your state. Shift yourself into a state that's actually going to be compatible with where you want to be. What's your physiology? Are you standing up, sitting down? Are you, do you have a powerful posture? And then finally, what's your language? What kind of languaging are you using? You know, so state, physiology, and language is the key. That's the triad. And successful people are the ones who get that triad right, the three ways of thinking. So as we get our minds right today, my ideal is, once again, impart on you all some ground rules. So as you look at the screen, we're thinking of the metaphor of ground rules in a stadium. So first thing, as you look at the stadium, where are you when it comes to being in this stadium? Are you in the stadium? Or, you know, I don't know, are you in the, are you in the parking lot? Are you out there tailgating, waiting, waiting for the game to start? I don't know. It's something to consider metaphorically about where you are in your life and business. So are you in the stadium? Are you in the car park? Are you actually in the grandstand? Are you in the grandstand? Are you actually making some noise? Maybe you're on the sidelines. Are you on the sidelines? I don't know. Are you on the field? Are you actually on the field of play? Are you in, in, in the arena like a gladiator doing what it takes to win that championship-level game? Something for each of you to consider. Everybody on this call, I know you're on the field. You're in that, that arena playing a championship-level game, doing what it takes to make the difference for your clients because that's the key. It's all about service. So I have five ground rules today. Write these down, guys. I want everybody to write these down. Five ground rules. They apply to this moment, this flash of time that we're together, but they also apply to your family, to your business, to everything you're doing as a leader in society. Number one, presence. While you're here with me, be present, okay? Create a clean canvas, you know? It's almost like, almost like snow skiing. You know, there's, we have some snow skiers out there, I'm sure. But when you're snow skiing, be one with the mountain. Clear out the clutter. You know, just like in athletics, be present and perform. Don't be anticipating the next stroke. So while you're here with me, while you're listening to me right now, be fully present. Eliminate your distractions. Stop checking email. Stop thinking about what's going to happen after this call. Just be fully present with me. That's the first rule of my game. The second rule, participation. The only failure in this arena is the failure to participate. And this arena metaphorically applies to your life. Participation is the name of the game. It's the, number, it's the second rule in the context of this discussion. But in life, life's a participative sport. So number one, present, being present. Number two, participation. Number three, possibilities. Be oriented toward what you don't know that you don't know. I mean, we all know so much, right? And we all know there's so much that we don't know. Like I know that I don't know how to, how to land on the moon. You know, I, I know I don't know how to – I just don't know how to ride a motor yet you know but again i know i know i don't know that but there's so much that i don't know that i don't know so take your ego check it at the door and have childlike wonder be oriented toward the possibilities again that's the third rule so presence participation possibilities number four is power and it's power over the status quo now you guys have all created a wonderful status quo in your life and status quo often has got a negative connotation about it because we often think, oh, status quo is a bad thing. Guys, your status quo is a great status quo, You're where you are now. But the imperative, status quo is kind of like gravity, right? It kind of keeps us, keeps us grounded, keeps us centered, keeps us balanced. But the imperative is to have power over the status quo to be able to do what you've got to do next. 
It's all about ownership. You guys are all business owners. Take ownership for doing what it takes to excel in your business and being accountable for those results that you set for yourself. And, of course, being responsible, guys. You're responsible business owners, okay? So make sure you've got that power. You're all about having accountability, responsibility, and ownership in your life. And we're not about, by the way, guys, reflect on society. Here we are in society right now. Look at all the, the victims that are out there, right? I, you guys, there's probably some victims that you know. I'm sure none of them are on this call. But a lot of people are blaming. They're casting blame on what's happening in the society, in the economy, and they're blaming that on the lack of success in their business, potentially. And they're making excuses. We're not about making excuses. You know, we're, out, it's, we're all, all about having power over the status quo. No blame, no victims, no excuses in this arena. Okay, guys, that's the fourth rule. And the fifth rule is the fifth P. It's all about fun, right? Fun with a P. Okay, so you've got to have fun. The reason you've got to have fun, again, we're all human beings. One thing we all have in common is we're all oriented toward having more pleasure and less pain. So let's make it fun. Make your, your client's business fun. Be somebody who's fun to be around. Be charismatic, positive, powerful, and passionate. So, again, present, participation, possibility, power, fun, right? Those are the ground rules, guys. Apply them to right now. You get great results from this discussion. But the imperative, and, again, apply them to the rest of your life as well as soon as you leave. The imperative, though, is intention. What is your intention for being on this call? I already told you what my intention was. But it doesn't matter what my intention is. I'm your facilitator right now. I'm, just, I'm catalyzing some perspectives in your mind right now. My intention is to enlighten you into your possibilities, basically illuminate the catechism, give you an perspective of some things that you may not know that you don't know. And if you're following my ground rules, you're going to get great results from this discussion. But frankly, that has nothing to do with what the results you're going to get from this discussion. It's all about your intention. So just think for a moment right now. Just reflect. Take a breath and clear your mind. What is your intention for this moment together? Is your intention to walk away from this discussion with, with, with a capability to be able to make your business thrive and become more successful? Give you some ideas on what you know, some positive intentions might be. Energize, empowerment, and reminding you of some of the things that you need to know. You know, education, value, capability, confidence. These are just some ideas. Again, I'm not here to tell you what your intention is, but I can tell you that my intention for you is everything you possibly can be. I think one of the intentions we're having here, just because we're all together in this community, is to build a community. You know, fulfill our ideals. Turn your shoulds into musts. Okay? So, again, right now, as you reflect on this, and you took that breath, political question, what is your experience of in the context of this moment? Okay. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, uh, this is Jason again, if you're not speaking, go ahead and hit mute. We got some weird background noises going Okay, cool, thanks. So, and by the way, thank, one of the things, Jason, I, normally my sessions usually, are usually about four hours long. I'm trying to cut this down to 30 minutes, so I'm doing a lot of the talking. But what I want to do is while I'm going through this, reflect and imagine that you were engaging with me. We can't do it real time because it would take a lot more time. But everything that I'm applying to you is normally I'd actually run an exercise right now and have everybody express their intention. But I just want you to reflect on your intention right now. You know, but again, what's your experience of you right now? Are you present? Are you following the rules? You know, are you inspired to commit to your success? This is your intention, and your intention shifts on a daily basis. Okay? So consider these next few minutes basically an audition for your future. Okay? Show up big, and you're going to get big results. Okay? So intention is something that you're always calibrating, you're always reflecting, you're always expanding. 
So what is your intention? So my intention, again, breakthroughs, okay? It's all about breakthroughs, especially these days, okay? So here, here's my definition of a breakthrough. It's an idea, an insight, or a learning curve that, can, that suddenly propels you forward in a way that you previously never, never considered or understood. So breaking through something is about, it, it's a significant and dramatic overcoming of a perceived obstacle which allows for the completion of a process, and if you guys are following my rules and you're present here and you're actually participating and you're writing this stuff down, we all want breakthroughs. Now, that my again, my intention for you is to get a breakthrough. So I want you to set your intention. Do you want a breakthrough? So who actually, I'm going to get a direct response from everybody. Go ahead and unmute, unmute your response. Who actually wants to get a massive breakthrough here today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did? I do. Who wants a breakthrough? Let's hear it. Come on, guys. I'd like one. Is that it? Just three people? Come on, guys. You can do it. I know you can. Give me a shout out. Bring it. Just give me a yes. I want a breakthrough. I want to hear it. Participation, guys. Where is it? I want it. Oh, you're here, guys. Okay, whatever. So you're toggling with your bike. Thanks for everybody who's participating again. Let's jump right in. Okay, now the imperative is to dive in, and I appreciate you guys that are responding. You're following the second rule, which is all about participation. Every once in a while, I might surprise you and have you chime in. So real quick, I mean, some of you guys may know who Tony Robbins is. You may know who Chet Holmes is. This is how Tony and Chet actually ended up uh, as partners in business. Now, when Tony Robbins comes to your town, you know, you're going to hear a radio spot where he's going to sell a product. This is the way he used to do things. And Tony's products are his events, all right? So he's like, come to my event, come to Unleash Your Power Within, change your life. It used to go something like this, you know, come to Sydney to the UPW event. If you'd like to unleash your personal power and live with more passion, call now and register for the event, okay? That was an ad. That was the radio ad that he was running. And he was getting pretty good results. But then he hired Chet Holmes, who's the owner of Business Breakthroughs International. And Chet tuned up his radio ad and focused on more of an education-based approach. And this is one of the nuggets I want you to take away from this process. And this is one of the things I'm working with Jason on right now directly is shifting your perspective around how you market your business. You're not selling anything. You're educating the community on how to achieve their ideals by leveraging your solution. That's what sales is. Sales is all about inspiring and enrolling other people to achieve their ideals by leveraging your solution. Write that down. So Chet wrote a new ad focusing on Tony Robbins' six human needs that drive all human behavior, and he basically, over the course of the next year, he got a tenfold increase in Tony's business because he was offering to teach people something of value, and that's what changed everything. So this is the secret sauce, guys. This is what's going on behind the scenes with Tony Robbins, one of the world's most powerful motivators. This is how he did it. And so, so you guys know how to do it. So again, it's all about education-based marketing. Okay. As a matter of fact, there's, there's, if you're looking at your screen now, you're going to see the ultimate sales machine. That's Chet, that's Chet Holmes' book. I, every time I do something, and Jason, you're going to vouch for this, I'm always, I'm always telling people to read a book. Because especially in the context of doing what you guys are doing, inspiring other people to achieve their ideals, once again, by leveraging your solutions, leaders, influential leaders, are leaders. So make it a point to read a book. I always recommend a book. I'm going to recommend this book to you guys here today, The Ultimate Sales Machine. It's all about building a mechanism, a machine-like approach to be able to get results in your business. And it's the, it, it, the core of this book, the core of this ideology, it's about education-based marketing. And it's a concept that actually changes everything. So I want you to write this down. Like I said, I don't have enough time to impart this onto you today, but I at least want you to take away a few key nuggets that I want you to reflect upon over the coming weeks to be able to take your business to the next level. 
you can yeah, attract Chris, far more fires. I'm sorry, what was that? Chris, it's Jason again. And, and everybody, like, when we have any speaker on the call, they're always asking about what books to read, but what books to read. And, you know, when you've got an expert like this on the phone, like, and he's telling you, like, the, the best books out there. Because, you know, for Chris to recommend one book means he's read 100. So, uh, you know, take that take that into, uh, you know, to fruition. Uh, the, the last book I was recommended by another personal coach of mine, uh, and it's like I could have read a hundred books before I got the the gist of what's in that one book. So everybody take that to heart. That's a great book to read. Awesome. Thanks for the backup, man. So again, so you just again write this down. I'm glad I'm glad you chimed in to give everybody a little more of a chance to write this down because there's a lot to write there. You can attract far more buyers by offering to teach them something of value than you're ever going to attract by trying to sell them something. Okay, so. As you think about this, um, as as you process this, how can you teach them something of value? Again, right now, if I was in a classroom with you guys, I would actually, we would have an exercise. We would actually have a participative dynamic where you're focused on the possibilities, overcoming that status quo, adding power over the status quo, focusing on how to do it. So let's just say that you you are, you know, let's say a hospital supply company, one of my clients. So... um, how would a hospital supply company potentially market itself? Hey, we got the best hospital supplies, or hey, we do this better than our competition does. Maybe they would say something like, I've got the five things that are tearing down your profits, ruining your efficiency, slowing down your productivity, making your production run slower, and we've got really good information, which we'll be teaching to other hospitals in the community. And in fact, we'll actually be showing it to all the other six hospitals in in your town. So if my constituent was actually a hospital, do you think that that hospital supply company, do you think that that client might want to know more about what I'm going to say? So, again, it's teaching. So, in the context of your business, life, fitness, health, think about what people are concerned about in their lives. Think about how you can educate them with something of value and let them know. We call this a stadium pitch concept. And, again, as Jason will vouch, it actually usually takes days, weeks, months to work through this process, but I'm just introducing it to you, and this book tells you all about it. It's, it's, it's the hottest methodology around developing your business that, that's out there today. But another key thing that I want you to write down is the fact that market data is way more motivational than product data. Okay, capture that. Write it down. It's not about you and your business and how good you are and how much better you're, than your competition uh, is, because frankly, nobody really cares, right? Nobody cares that you're any better than the competition. They want to see it. They want to know that you're the expert at what you do because you're, you've got your finger on the pulse of market data in the community because market data is always more motivational than product data. By the way, guys, lots of stuff coming at you fast and furious. Make sure you capture this stuff. Reflect on your notes later. I've got to move on because I want to really take the secret to success in business. The secret, here it is. It's on your screen right now. It's about raising your standard, having a high standard, always raising the bar every single day. Like today, I'm talking to you fast. I'm a fast talker. I'm giving you lots of information. Take your standard to a point where you're actually capturing what I'm telling you, write it down, and process it in your life. Again, my intention. Focus on your intention. Enlighten you to your possibilities. You know? Again, so check it down. What's your experience of you right now? Are you participating? Are you engaging? So imagine your business business profits tripling over the next six months. Imagine that. The key now is to learn the techniques, the tools, the wherewithal, and the resources to take your business to the next level and make it wildly successful by raising the bar every day. 
And one of the, by the way, guys, I've got to confess to you, one of the challenges you're going to have when you do this is, you know, back to the dynamic of society that we exist in these days. I'm sure many of you guys can vouch. No victims on this call, but our society is based on victims. You know, there's so many victims out there that are entitled. And what do you get when you bolt an entitled entitlement thought process together with a victim process? You get lawyers, right? Because you end up having a just thought process. So be somebody who set the example of having a high standard. Now, the challenge you're going to have is when you set your bar higher, people are going to be looking at you as you set the example, and other people may not want to set their bars higher. Why is that? It's comfort, right? Comfort makes cowards of us all. So I'm going to challenge you to stretch past that comfort zone, whether you're in the gym and you're pumping iron, or whether you're in a community of people where you're looking to influence your peers and be a leader, I'm not about your comfort, guys. I'm in it for your success. So raise the bar every day and strive to overcome that, 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 that new standard you create every day. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, uh, I just want to comment a couple of things there. I'm not sure everybody's familiar with the concept of victim. You can either choose to say, you know, like, um, that, that tree tripped me. Or you can go back and say, well, can a tree really ever trip anybody? And it's only you that allowed that to happen in some way, shape, or form. But a lot of people place blame on something or, or, or someone else. So that's kind of what he's referring to by victim is take charge of your own future. And, and, and I want to give an example of where that's really working. You know, like in terms of challenging somebody, you know, to not be the status quo or stay, stay in their comfort zone, I think a great um, example is, you know, a Jason Douglas and Christy Moore in the last five, six, eight weeks. You know, Christy was sitting at a good spot at one star, but she really wanted to go to two stars. So, you know, basically, I started having weekly calls with her every week to tell her what it took to get there. And seven weeks later, you know, she's at two-star and Jason's at one-star. So when you push yourself past the comfort zone, that's where the real success is possible. So just love the stuff Chris is saying here. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Yeah, and by the way, I, you know, this, this, this presentation I'm giving you guys is, is more of an introduction. Obviously, I don't know you, but there's kind of some advanced stuff that we're talking about here and the imperative is you, if you follow the ground rules and you're resonating with my tonality and my the words that I'm using you can't see my body language but we all know when it comes to communicating 7% of how you communicate is based on the words that you say 93% of your communication has nothing to do with your words it's all about your tonality 38% is tonality and 55% is body language you can't see my body language right but you can hear my tonality so by the way I'm giving you lots of information Write that last vignette down because you guys are all professional speakers. You're out there to inspire your constituents, once again, to achieve their ideals by leveraging your solution, right? So raise your standard, just like on this call. And the concept of, you know, just like Jason said, you know, we live in a world of entitled victims. It's not about being a victim. It's about being a victor, right? Overcoming that status quo and, and being better than you were yesterday by always raising that standard, Okay. But really what it comes down to is, you know, it's an energetic dynamic. I mean, we're surrounded by energy all the time. Right now, you can, again, check, check in on yourself, you know, look at what your, your, your state right now. How's your level of energy? Well, again, if, if, if your energy's down a little bit and you're sitting down, stand up, you know, maybe just kind of jump from one foot to the other. You can do that if you want to right now. If you're in a car, go ahead and sit up, you know, grab a wheel a little bit tighter and shift your state, change your energy. Because energy, we have control over our energy. By the way, right now, everybody look around. See something solid, okay? Like right now for me, there's a desk there. Right? Hear that? It's solid. It's like a wooden desk. What would you say if I were to tell you that that actually isn't solid at all? It's actually all just made up of energy. 
it's true. It's proof. You, there, there's, there's scientific proof out there that nothing is solid. If you were to actually drill down into the molecule of that piece of wood, it, there's nothing there, basically. Ultimately, it's just space. And then if you go the other way and you go all the way up into the universe, what do you get? You get space. It's all energy, guys. So there you go. I just shifted a paradigm. So now you've got to got to be oriented toward what you don't know that you don't know and realize that it's all energy and people are looking to you to be able to shift their energy and put yourself into a frequency change that frequency change that vibration because again a lot of you probably know about the law of attraction law of attraction the law of attraction is all about the vibration that you, you put out and if you by the way guys here we go, law of attraction you guys have seen the secret i know everybody on this on this call has seen the secret if you haven't seen The Secret, go to – it's a DVD. It's a great movie, and it talks about the law of attraction. Here it is, the moral of the story, the power of attraction, the law of attraction. Here it is, three words, feel good now. That's it. Right, Jason? Moral of the story, feel good now. That's the law of attraction because if you feel good now, you're going to attract more good things. But it's your energetic space. So think about this. Once again, reflecting on yourselves, guys, what frequency are you tuned to? You know, so again, reflect on this. You know, like Tony Robbins. It, 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 I'm sure some of you have been to Tony Robbins' Unleash the Power Within event. It's all about motion. You know, because motion is emotion. So as you engage, you know, raise the roof. You know, be oriented toward somebody who's energetic, who's all about possibilities. Because once again, in our society of entitled victims, people are looking for leaders. They're looking for you, somebody with high energy as well as authenticity. This is one of the big things that's showing up today these days. People see through you. You know, it's all about transparency. People see what your agenda is. Are you here to serve? People, people actually, they don't just see appearances. They actually see energy. They see, they feel energy. You know, so when it comes to engaging with your clients, with your constituents, with your prospects, it's all about being real and being intimate. You know, intimacy, right? What's that word mean? Into me you see, right? Being intimate with people. You know, and actually uh, being authentic, being real with people, because these days, guys, people see right through. If you're not congruent with what you're, what you're doing in life, if you're doing something just to make money at it, I'm not saying that's a bad motive, but if you're doing something because you're trying to do something that you really shouldn't be doing in your life, you're not being authentic. Matter of fact, just a, just a quick story. One of the things that inspired me to do what I'm doing, I was actually uh, a rowing coach uh, in Central Florida, and I had a kid. His, ironically enough, his name was Chris. He was, he was a kid. He was a sophomore in, uh, in high school, and I was, I was his coach. And he actually was, uh, he wanted to learn how to row, and he you know, just, just, you know, just had this desire to row, but he wasn't really that good. He was kind of out of shape, you know, kind of a little, little overweight, and just wasn't really, you know, just didn't really have the technique. He didn't really have the style. But I didn't give up on the guy. I kept pushing him and you know, kept putting him in the bow seat of the, of the eight-man boat. And he'd pull and he would do his best. And as long as he did his best, I always acknowledged and honored him. So we moved on. I went my separate ways. I went, got out into the real world. I left that, that, that team behind. I went into the Marine Corps. And a few years later, we were doing an exhibition row in Atlanta at the head of the Chattahoochee Regatta. And I was getting ready to jump in the boat and row on the, on the river. And all of a sudden, this kid comes running up to me. I didn't recognize him. And he hugs me, practically tackles me. And behind him comes this woman. It was his mother. She was crying. And as I backed away from the guy, it was Chris. But I didn't recognize him because he had a countenance about him. He had a charisma and a confidence. And he was now rowing for the University of Central Florida varsity crew. 
And he was on his way to his own national championship because he believed in himself. And that made me realize what my mission was in my life because I resonated authentically with the fact that I'm here to empower people to introduce themselves to their possibilities. I'm going to challenge each of you on this call today to resonate authentically with, with your calling on this planet. Why are you here? People are looking for your leadership. They're looking for your guidance. They're looking for your counsel, your coaching. So do, do, do what I did for Chris, ironically enough, same name, and help, help people to inspire themselves and inspire their ideals. Because it's really all about success, guys. So, but hey, again, back, back to the dynamic. I could tell you all day long what my definition of success is. But frankly, guys, it doesn't matter. What, what, how do you define success? And again, at this point, I know I'm running out of time, and I've got to respect your time. You guys got to go on to your busy lives. I respect that. But I'd, also, I'd like you to kind of reflect on it. I'm going to give you a homework assignment right now. Define what success means to you. Now, if I was in a room with you right now, everybody would chime in. We'd have a really good brainstorming session, and we would all take our, our definition of success to a whole new level. For me, success is all about, once again, I said it, it's about giving. It's about generosity, being generous. But at the same time, just like flow, just like cash flow in business, you have to receive, right? You have to spend, but you also have to receive. So success and generosity is about giving, but it's also about receiving and accepting. So there's a lot of people out there that are great, great, uh, great givers, but they may not be that good at receiving. So my de definition of success, and I want you guys all to process this, it's about being a, a good receiver, be a good giver, but also let the flow happen. Because cash flow in business is imperative. You've got to spend money to make money. You've got to spend time to be able to optimize your time, just like you're doing right now. You're spending time being strategic and optimizing this moment. So, again, that's, that's my definition of success. So, again, we always, I mentioned it before about raising your standard and being better. Okay? And every time you raise your standard, you're actually taking your life to the next level and you're being better. So I'm going to reflect. By the way, Jason and I had a really good discussion about this last week when we were together in Las Vegas. You know, one of the challenges you're going to have, again, as you raise your standard and you take your life to the next level, suddenly you're actually going to become better than others. Well, that's interesting. Oh, so now we're talking about comparison. So what do you mean? I'm, I'm not any better than anybody else is. So how are you going to process this, guys? When your standard gets really high, you become very successful. The imperative is to maintain that level of humility. Always be humble because you guys are rock stars. You guys are going to do what it takes. You guys are members of a great team. And realize that if you are better at, at something somebody else is, it's your responsibility to serve that person and give them your best because we're all better at something than anybody else is. So resonate authentically with what you're here to do and be better than other people, but don't, don't judge them and don't put them down. Always be oriented toward how you can serve them based on how you are better than they are in certain areas. And at the same time, also look for how other people are better than you and leverage them. Leverage other people. So earn merit badges in life. When you're out there, you know, being the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts, you want to earn, or you earn, earn those merit badges. So think about this. Again, something to reflect on. What have you done that's made you successful? Another thing to contemplate. So as you define success, what have you done that made you, that's made you successful? It doesn't have to be a national championship. It doesn't have to be business ownership. Frankly, you're alive, right? That's what you've done. You deserve success. Your birthright is success. So you're earning merit badges every day. Earn them and help other people earn their merit badges as well. Because, guys, bottom line, I'm almost at the end here. It's all about service. 
if you're not willing to serve, go away. Right? If you're not willing to serve, get out of here. Just, you're not part of this team. It's all about service. So be oriented toward how you can help other people. That's the definition of success. So real quick, I'm going to run through a quick list. Write these down. Here are your success imperatives. Number one, leverage your natural talents. Once again, we're good at things. We may be better at things than other people. So leverage your natural talents, your God-given capabilities, and make sure you leverage them. Number two, understand how you think. Because we all think certain ways. One of, the lecture, one of the presentations I give, it's all about the genius mind. Leverage your capability and understand how you think. Not how somebody else thinks. Don't try to be like somebody else. Understand who you are and how you think. And the imperative is once you understand that, you'll be able to take it to the next level. Understand how you make decisions. It's really important to be able to make decisions. Every day you make powerful decisions. And understand your thought process. Maybe you're a little more deliberate than your client or your constituent or your prospect. But understand how you make decisions and be empathetic around how they make their decisions. The next point is discover your true motivational style. What motivates you? Are you motivated by money? Are you motivated by love? Are you motivated by power? Don't deny it. Because, again, we're not here to blame anything. We're not here to, to, to try to create stories that don't exist. Discover your true motivational style and leverage it. Understand your preferred behavioral style. You know, Myers-Briggs, actually, has got a really good assessment there. But understand your behavioral style because, again, I'm not here to try to tell you to be somebody that you're not. But these, these are the imperatives around success that as you understand these things about yourself, you can become more successful. Next one is use your genius mind. I mentioned it before. You know, it's the other 90%. We typically only use 10% of our brains. Focus on leveraging the other 90% of your capability. Be remarkable. Make a choice to be remarkable every day. Or not. It's always your choice, right? Those two powerful words always catalyze your, the, the fact that it is your choice to be remarkable or not. I say be remarkable every day. Study the experts. What did I say Jim Rohn said? Success leaves clues, right? Study the experts. Read books. Genius is actually hidden in books. Read them and, and, and unpack the genius. Be open to the possibilities. That's rule number – which rule was that? Rule number – ground rule number three, wasn't it? Yeah? possibilities, right? Be oriented toward the possibilities. Focus on your objectives and do your best. The only person who's going to know whether or not you did your best when you go to bed at night is that person facing you in the mirror. You get to determine whether or not you did your best. And if you did your best at the end of the day, that's the best you can do. Sleep well knowing that. But again, you're the one who gets to discern that. So, real quick, bottom line, guys, when we're born... We're basically given 4,000 weeks. So visualize a jar full with 4,000 marbles in the jar. 4,000 marbles on the day that you're born. And every week that passes, you get to reach into that jar, take a marble, and throw it out. So with that thought in mind, how many marbles do you have left? So we're typically given 4,000 weeks, but who knows? I mean, I've had, I've had people close to me in my life pass unexpectedly. So as you go from day to day, this week, how are you spending this week before you throw it away? Because once you spend it, you can't get it back. So how many more marbles left in your jar? I don't know. Do you know? I don't think any of us knows. So optimize. Be your best all the time. Because, guys, when you, when you leverage the things that I'm talking about today, you're eventually going to get an, a result. And the ultimate result you're going to get 
as you continue as, as you continue to press on, you be successful, and you do what it takes to achieve your ideals and help other people achieve their ideals in their lives and their business. This is going to this is what you're going to look like if you follow this advice. So there you go, guys. That's it. That's all I got for you. Do what it takes. Jason, Jeff, back to you. Well, great stuff there. Um, man, you know, he, he said so much, but really just, you know, not being status quo. Challenge yourself a little bit more every day. And, and that's that's what we all... What's your ethnicity? I think we got the background noise there, Jason. I'm sure you get that a lot. Hey guys, yeah, we got a background bad from feedback. Phone, if you're talking in the background. Uh-huh. Wow. wow. That is Sounds impressive. like a Rob. The name, the look, in the gym. He's in the gym. He's pumping iron. I love it. <laughs> oh, well, if you have to interrupt this, that's a good place to do it, bro. What is that, actually? So go ahead, wow. Jason. Keep talking, man. You're on a roll. All right, well, yeah. Um, you know, the real trick is just challenge yourself every day, like oh, whoever's on the call right now is doing in the gym, right? And we know that from our fitness, right? If you just sit there and do uh, Power 90 every day, you're going to be really great at Power 90, but you're not going to get the kind of agility and strength that comes from Insanity or P90X or, or the athleticism from P90X2. So we already know that. But, you know, are we applying that every day to your life? Are you applying that to your relationships, to your business, to your spirituality, to your, to your mental and, and, and business goals? And if you're not, you know, you're holding back. Because like he says, all of us have um, a clock of sand that's dripping down. And the problem is, is just the top of our clocks, it's hidden from us. We don't know how much sand is left. So, you know, especially when we're young, we sit there and say, well, we got all the time in the world to go out and accomplish our dreams. But the truth is, is like tonight might be the last day. And and really, um, this, is, this is a matter that's kind of personal to me, and I don't really even like to share it much. But most recently, I've been asked to, you know, write down a, a list of all my mentors, you know, and it's people like Gandhi, it's people like Steve Jobs, it's people like Bill Gates and stuff, and Carl, right? And then the one person I put down in there is like a personal friend of mine, a new singer called Christy Page. And the reason is, is like, you know, she hasn't made it big yet. You know, nobody else probably on this call knows her name, but she's got an EPK out. And part of that in the EPK says you know what, like, I was screwing up in life, like, I was just messing around, but I came to this point where I'm like, what am I willing to die for, you know, and even if you can't accomplish, even if you can't accomplish that dream, but just to promote the concepts that that dream is about, and so I think everybody on this call, you know, your soul has a purpose, and our job is just to tap into, listen to within, and see what that purpose is, and when you're working every day, just to promote that idea, just to get that out there more, you know, if that's through Twitter, like Mindy's talking about today, or, or you know, Jeff and the Fit Clubs, and everybody on this, this call has got their own little twitches that, that's really brought them to fruition and, and done the best for them. If you speak that purpose from your heart every day and challenge yourself a little bit more, then you know what? The money doesn't matter. The ultimate outcome doesn't matter. But pursuing that dream, pursuing the, the, the mission in your soul, that's what's important. So I really thank Chris for being on the call. Like, anybody else picked up some tidbits or have any questions of clarifications you want to ask of Chris, now is the best time to do it. But just so in gratitude and appreciation, Chris, for being on the call. I'm honored, my brother. So, yeah, any, any questions, any comments, any suggestions? By the way, at this point, this is the participation moment. I mean, I'm sure you guys all have something, something to express because you guys are all leaders. Anybody want to chime in? Anybody want to know anything? Anybody want to express anything? I'd love to hear it. By the way, what's the second rule, right? Participation, right? Who's going to participate? Have you written any books? Have I written any books? Yeah, do you have any books? 
Yeah, actually, I've, I've written a couple. Actually, I'm, re- I'm, in, I'm on my third one right now. The first book that I wrote was actually an, an anthology. It was a, a book that I wrote with Les Brown, Stephen Covey, and John Gray. It's called GPS for Success. And actually, you can get that book off my site again, chrisseeley.com. So it's called GPS for Success, Goals and Proven Strategies for Growth, Profits, and Success. It's actually a triple entendre. The GPS for Success. And then the second book that I wrote, I really I don't know if there's any aspiring authors out there, but you may be as frustrated as I am around, wow, do you self-publish? Do you find a publisher? Well, I had this information that was bursting out of me, and I didn't want to have to go through the gauntlet of publishing or self-publishing, so I published it over the Internet. It's actually a virtual book. It's called Business, Have We Lost Our Way? And you can check it out, by the way, at havewelostourway.com. Havewelostourway.com. I actually co-authored that book with uh, the uh, woman who's creating the International Movement of Trust in Australia. And she and I co-authored that book a couple years ago. And it's a virtual book. It's online. It's videos. It's audios. And you can actually download the book and read it. And the best thing about it, guys, is the only requirement that we have. I, I, I don't want to, by the way, I'm going to give you guys a real quick lesson, just Gavin, just answering your question. Yeah, I've written a couple books. The key to writing a book is conveying value. So when you go to havewelostourway.com, you can read the whole book and not pay anything. But what I'm going to challenge you to do is there's an opportunity to donate to a cause because we're actually asking people to donate to a foundation. And you don't have to if you don't want to. You can actually go and read the entire book. It's eight chapters about how we've lost our way in business. And it's a very valuable solution that took me about a year to create. But it's a virtual book, and I'll challenge you to go check it out and donate to our cause. We would really appreciate that. So, yeah, and by the way, I'm writing my third book. I'm creating an unconventional success system. That's my third book, and you'll be hearing about it when it's out. So does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. Outstanding. Thanks for, thanks for engaging. Yeah, great question. And, and, you know, when Chris is chiming in, he's writing books with Les Brown and, you know, Stephen Covey. Like, um, that's that's some impressive stuff. So yeah, just, just appreciate who we have on the line folks and, you know, pick his brain. Like, um, I'm fortunate enough to get the chance to do it every week, but, uh, as a team, you know, maybe, you know, once every couple of months, maybe we can get Chris back in, but use your opportunity now. Hey, Chris, I got a question for you. Right down. All right. Uh, I guess what is the best way that you see to get yourself into the state that you say when you're speaking to whoever you need to speak to, like you're speaking to us, what do you get? Like, let's say you don't want to be, I mean, you're not into it today. Uh, What do you do or what can we do or what do you do specifically when you don't really want to do it? Okay. What's your name, by the way? Travis. Travis, great. Okay, Travis, great question. Um, you know, it's funny because we all, once again, we all have the one thing in common. We're all human beings. We're all afflicted with the plight of gravity, right? I mean, by the way, that, the, the metaphor of gravity applies to, once again, that status quo. And we all want to be in an optimal condition. So when you're feeling frumpy and you're feeling dumpy and you're feeling moody or you're feeling down, well, like we all do to some extent. Again, we have this dynamic. We're afflicted with this human dynamic that we all want to ascend above at times. The answer to the question, frankly, is choice. You know, what are you gonna do to take it to the next level? By the way, Travis, are you an, are you a speaker? Uh, not currently, no. Okay, so if you're if you're actually on the stage and just like you have directly applying the answer to your question, before I give up, get up and give a presentation, what I do is I change my state. I actually get on my feet, put myself in a position, and I actually have an anchor. I've, I've done a lot of NLP work and 
I've actually spent years optimizing my state and everything, and I've reached a point now where all I have to do is is just kind of touch a place on my ear, and it brings it all back. It brings the optimal state back because, again, I've, I've been honing this and tuning it, but the way that you can do it in the short term, change your physiology. Stand up, take some, take some breaths. If you like to run, go for a run. And oftentimes there's going to be this gravity. It's going to say, well, I don't want to go for a run. Well, do it anyway. Get up and do it. Stretch. Do some push-ups. Change your physiology. Get your heart beating. And you'll find that that actually will put you in an optimal condition, an optimal state, which is going to give you more energy. So anyway, that's how that's my initial response to you is make the choice to do it, commit to it, overcome the gravity that's holding you back from doing it, and do it anyway. And again, there's a lot more behind it than that, but I don't know. I think that's a relatively good answer to your question. What do you think, Travis? I agree with that. That's great. Right. Thank you. All right. My pleasure. That, that is a great question. I appreciate Travis asking it. And I, don't, I don't know. Do you know Tony's mantra before he goes on stage, Chris? Yeah, actually, um, what Jason's referring to is Tony Robbins. I mean, for everybody who's seen him, you can vouch for this. The guy's a rock star. He's on the stage in front of 5,000 people. He's the ultimate extrovert. He actually has more energy at the end of an 18-hour presentation than he does at the beginning. I don't know how he does it. That guy's a machine. But what he does, and he actually he taught me how to do this, it's about getting in the state and actually – you know, so his mantra, actually, it's funny because I don't have it memorized, Jason, but I know exactly what you're talking about is something along the lines of, I am here to let my unconscious mind leverage its own unique capabilities so that I can serve effectively, powerfully, authentically, and with a capability that I channel from God to be able to serve these people as effectively as I can. And he says that mantra every time before he walks out on stage, and he repeats it. Sure. That's not Only verbatim, but it's all wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's reinforced and it's conditioned. Yeah. And then, of course, he's got his move. Yeah. You know, he does his move all the well, time. And that's his anchor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. We got some time. And, you know, like, as, as dynamic as Chris is, you know, when Tony Robbins does it, you know, it's, it's I would say, magnified by a factor of 100, you know, because he's, he's got the physicality in there. He's jumping around and... You know, he's done that consistently. So now, like Chris is talking, you follow that up with, like, a physical co-reaction. For me, it's just kind of like make a strong fist. Chris is talking about touching his ear a different way. Now it's just like that. It's like Pavlov's dog, right? If you, if you, if in the end, you just do the stimuli, which is touching the ear, making the fist, or, you know, Tony making his move, then he gets into state right away, and you kind of don't even have to go through the process anymore. Thank you. Awesome. By the way, it's funny. I, I actually learned about Tony Robbins for the first time in 1989 when I got personal power from a Rinker infomercial in the middle of the night. And a lot of Tony's philosophies allowed me to be able to achieve what I've achieved in my life. But again, he's a mentor. We all have mentors. Success leaves clues. So find a mentor. Follow that mentor. It could be, could be uh, somebody close to you. It could be somebody on this call. But leverage that mentor's capability and have them hold you accountable to the ideals that you want to achieve. Because, again, it's all about accountability. Well, that is great stuff. I actually um, have my time deadline, so I need to drop off. But anybody else, you know, take a couple minutes. Pick Chris's brain. Like, uh, I can't tell you how valuable his time is. It's just uh, amazing to have him on the call. Um, I don't know, Jeff, you got any questions?
Yeah, it sounds like somebody left on their phone when he went to the gym there, so we got some really bad feedback. But anything else for Chris? Actually, I kind of like Jeff. it. I feel like I'm in a gym. It's kind of nice. Right, right. It's good feedback in the in the background, like a strong crowd cheering you on. You got it. All right, well, I'm going to do Jeff's one, two, three, going, going, uh, gone. If nobody's got any more questions, we're going to free uh, Chris up to go back to his wife. He, incidentally, just kind of moved back from Australia, so the guy really is a world traveler, been out there, just did uh, the business class with Tony Robbins out in Australia. So really great opportunity. I thank you so much. Uh, if nobody else has any questions, you know, thank you for your time. Yes, thank you so much. I, I, I had the best workout of my life listening to that while working out, so thank you. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, I'm reading some of your comments, Jason. It's Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. Jim, R-O-H-N, Jim Rohn. And by the way, I'm finally reading some of your chats here. Yeah, good, because uh, Jim Rohn, the sports guy, the jerk. Yeah, yeah, it's a different guy. Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn my mentor, actually passed away a little, little less than a year ago. It, was, it, it just it, cool. it major shift in the personal effectiveness industry. He was actually Tony Robbins' mentor as well, so... Uh, anyway, I, it's I, been a pleasure to you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I got a question. It's Travis again. I I, I, I need to learn how to, uh, I guess, know people's personalities and how to interact with those. What would you recommend, I guess, for me to learn how to do that and how to achieve that? So, so when it comes to understanding personality types, there's profiles that are out there, personality profiles. Um, Matter of fact, a good friend of mine, his name is Jay Niblick. He created a company called Intermetrics. It's I-N-N-E-R-M-E-T-R-I-X, Intermetrics. And he actually does the personality profiling for Robin's research. Okay, so check that out. He can actually, he can tell you more about it than I. I actually, I, I teach people personality profiling, DISC, D-I-S-C profiling. Many of you may know about DISC. But Jay Niblick's Intermetrics system, which Tony Robbins uses, again, intermetrics.com, is all about understanding your personality profile as well as the people around you so that you can relate to them more effectively. So there's different profiles. I mentioned before, Myers-Briggs is kind of a behavioral pro profile. You can check that out, Google it, M-Y-E-R-S-B-R-I-G-G-S, Myers-Briggs, personality typing. But what I recommend, I, I think DISC has probably become the ubiquitous uh, standard for when it comes to actually profiling yourself from a personality perspective. Um, and again, learn about more about it at inter intermetrics.com. And uh, great question, though, Travis. I mean, there's lots of profiling systems that are out there, and you could probably find some that are more reliable for what you're looking for, but I highly recommend DISC, Intermetrics, uh, as well as Myers-Briggs. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Sir. You're welcome. I'm trying to come up with as much as I can, but I just can't think of any. <laughs> It's all good. By the way, sleep on it, guys. I've given you a lot of information. Sleep on it. Process it. Let your genius mind kind of marinate in some of this stuff. Wake up tomorrow morning. Go to chrisseely.com and just give me a comment. Give me a shout out. Uh, by the way, Jason, I'm, 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 I was running the meeting here. It's asking me if I want to exit the meeting. Should I go ahead and click yes? Yeah, go ahead and click yes. We're just closing it down. Okay, cool. All right, it's yes. This, this free screen sharing is a good solution. Yeah, that free screen share rocks. Yeah. All right, guys, I, I'm, I'm going to cut out. It's been a pleasure engaging with you all. Keep doing what it takes. I appreciate you come together on a regular basis, and you're an inspiration to me. All right, thanks a lot. I really appreciate you joining us. Okay, guys, take it easy. Take care, everybody. Have a good night.